But yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. What is your full name and your job title? Barbara Anderson, and I'm Senior Assistant to the City Administrator for the City of Santa Barbara. Thank you. And what are your preferred pronouns? She, her. Thank you. The Santa Barbara City Council unanimously adopted a new system of civilian oversight for the police and fire departments. Could you explain in detail what this system will entail and when it will go into effect? There are a couple key elements to the new civilian oversight system of the Santa Barbara Police Department. Several of these components have been in process or now completed, and this has included initially a year plus engagement process um, formation of the Community Formation Commission that actually took the time to research models of oversight and be able to understand, realize, continue to engage experts, seek knowledge to tailor the best model um, to the city of Santa Barbara to meet our needs, both in terms of community accountability, transparency, and expectations, um, but also Again, what we needed to ensure that the culture and the activities and the engagement of the Santa Barbara Police Department um, was meeting those community expectations as well. So those recommendations from the Community Formation Commission were presented to the City Council, that final report in April of this year. And from there, city staff, as well as our elected leadership, um, have been working together to adapt and refine those recommendations to existing oversight bodies for fire and police, as well as to build capacity among our staff um, to step into some of the responsibilities that they noted um, for civilian oversight. So our steps since then have been to codify oversight duties in our existing fire and police commission. This is a five-member city chartered commission um, that has been previously responsible for oversight of the fire and police department. Um, but what the ordinance process has done is codify additional duties of oversight um, based first on the recommendations from the Community Formation Commission, but also refined um, from additional engagement research um, from the national um, organizations like National Association for Civilian Oversight of Law Enforcement, as well as engaging with other municipalities that have done this work and similar work um, before us. And we did further community engagement, understanding, again, of refining those expectations for transparency, accountability, and really building trust um, with our many diverse and unique communities throughout the city of Santa Barbara. So the ordinance passed city council and will be adopted into our local law. Um, and now we are on the phase of reconstituting that five-member commission. And so what we really want to make sure is that um, we're attracting the best possible candidates, ones that not only have knowledge, expertise, and passion in this particular area of oversight of the police department, but also are really committed to serving the community and serving all of the unique and diverse residents that we have here as well as coordinating and collaborating with our staff across multiple departments, including the city attorney's office, city administrator's office, the police department and the fire department. Um, and, and also just have a level of openness, right? And, and really learning and evolving. Um, this is an historic step for the city of Santa Barbara. This is the first time we have been implementing 
this level of oversight of the police and fire departments. And it really is important that we take the time to listen to each other, learn from each other, and evolve and adapt the civilian oversight system as we're able to meet those needs from the community. So right now we have open recruitment for the new Fire and Police Commission. Applications are available on the city website and our deadline for those applications is November 10th at five o'clock. Um, after recruiting the new commission and city council will be responsible for appointing those members, then we will be stepping into creating a work plan orienting and training the community members that have been appointed to the commission and creating a variety of avenues. One, for the public to engage in, understand, um, and be able to submit complaints of police misconduct, but also a rigorous reporting process in coordination with the police department, fire department, and the commission to make sure we're reporting out those complaints received and making sure that we're able to communicate to the broader public about how those complaints were addressed, as well as creating community engagement and community, I would say, communication avenues to talk about critical incidents that may occur, as well as investigations that have already happened and that the commission feels should be elevated to that open public discourse. Um, so those are investigations that have been um, previously undertaken that have been closed and those records are available through the California Public Records Act. So there's a lot of work ahead of us. Um, each step that we've been able to take um, really has taught us so much um, and we are beyond grateful for the coordination and collaboration that we've had with so many community leaders, community organizations um, that have really helped us understand what is needed to build that trust, transparency, and accountability, not only with the police department, um, but with the city in general. And could you elaborate on the duties of the Civilian Oversight Commission and how much power will they have over police reform? So the commission, as codified by the ordinance, um, will be a review-focused model of oversight. Um, so not only will the, the commission be able to advise on department policies, procedures, and practices, um, develop recommendations for the chief of police as well as the fire chief, um, but be able to provide those recommendations to city administrator as well as city council. Um, so that really covers, again, every policy, procedure, and practice of both of those departments. The commission also has um, authority to review budgets and recommend and advise on those budgetary decisions. Um, so that is prior to those departments presenting to city council that can also weigh in. Um, and the commission, again, can have their specific recommendations to council as it relates to those budgetary allocations. The real meat of oversight and what's so historic is that the complaint process the type of complaints received, the disciplinary action on those complaints, all will be reported into the commission on a quarterly or yearly basis. Again, depending on the type of complaint and um, depending on the type of incident that's involved. Um, so again, there will be ongoing discussions. The commission will meet monthly as it already does. Um, those commission meetings will take place in city council chambers and be televised to the public. And in addition to that, um, the commission will be able to review any officer involved shooting um, and again, engage with the police chief um, to be able to answer questions, 
be able to respond to community concerns and questions that the Commission has received. Um, and this also will be included um, in any other critical incident um, that could take place in our community, as well as, as I mentioned previously, investigations once they're closed. And so it will be, I think, critically important to not only have Commission members that are inquisitive, you know, asking the questions that we all have on the top of our mind as community members, um, again, that want a greater level of understanding of the work of the police department and the fire department, but also really asking the questions in regards to trends, patterns. Are we seeing gaps in training? Are we seeing opportunities to really bridge understanding um, when it comes to community policing, when it comes to, again, the diverse and unique needs of each of our neighborhoods, of each of our community members, our community populations, um, but also, again, wh what is it that we can ask in that open forum in regards to complaints, critical incidents, officer-involved shootings, and investigations? Could you share light on the original inspiration for the civilian oversight system? There has definitely been national movement and conversations um, that have really resonated here locally. Um, and so the initial kind of impetus was the killing of George Floyd and by a Minneapolis police officer um, and the subsequent actions taken or lack thereof initially. Um, and the justice system has now you know, been able to reach full decision on that process, but also the many other individuals um, that have been involved in incidents similar to George Floyd across the United States um, that really, again, has been eye-opening for communities to understand better how communities of color are treated, the disproportionate impact of communities of color by law enforcement, as well as what we can do to, again, bridge understanding, um, really be able to have open, safe, honest dialogue about inequities, um, about how our criminal justice system has impacted individuals, how it's changed the course of families, um, and as a result, um, has created really critical and complex systemic social issues um, that we're dealing with, again, in communities across the country. So there is so much behind many cities, counties, and states building more rigorous civilian oversight systems of the police department. What is interesting in this community is that we didn't have a single incident that propelled the conversation, the debate, and really advanced the prioritization of creation of the civilian oversight system. What we've had is really wonderfully proactive incremental steps in really embedding community policing and its approaches in our department. But what we're all committed to is making sure that incidents like that don't happen in the city in Santa Barbara, but if they do, that we've already created those mechanisms for community conversation, for action, for transparency and accountability. What were the police unions and fire unions' responses to the city council approving the oversight? The process over the last several months, and, and I will say it, it took a lot of time, I think a lot of the challenges that oversight bodies have experienced across the country um, is the oversight bodies that have stepped into advising on active investigations. 
um, and advising on disciplinary action and active investigations. That has had, um, I would say, mixed reviews, right? And, and that's kind of where the politics comes into play. Um, can these civilian oversight bodies be in and step into that role and what is required of them to be able to do that and to do that well and effectively? Um, I think for us, you know, what we've learned is that the independent police monitor, which is usually a very experienced individual that helps support civilian oversight commissions, is really that key player, um, that they have more access to information. They're able to review and advise on active investigations in coordination with the police department. And that being kind of a, a tighter conversation rather than a conversation that's had with many members of the civilian oversight body is where we're seeing um, a level of effective oversight that I think we we felt was best tailored for our community. So I will say, you know, once we landed on a place where let's start with a review focused model of oversight and be able to facilitate broader community dialogue about the work of the police department, um, understanding specific policies, procedures and practices, and then again, work to develop the capacity of the independent police monitor, which is my particular position in the city administrator's office. I think the combination of the two was received really, really well um, by the unions. Again, just understanding the complexity of their work, as well as understanding the desire for our community to have more transparency and accountability. And what do you believe the impact of the Civilian Oversight Board will be on improving relations and trust between the Santa Barbara community and the police and fire departments? I think the impact can be so positive. Um, and I think, again, the opportunity to learn and evolve together is absolutely there. And so that was really the focus of the city leadership and city staff um, in codifying these new enhanced duties of oversight in the Fire and Police Commission through the ordinance. Um, but it really is about the people. We have been able to develop and create a rapport amongst each other that is open, honest. Um, we can disagree, right? Um, but that only leads us to a place where um, we not only have come up with a strategy, a, a solution, um, several opportunities or choices to kind of percolate on um, that has made us stronger and better, but I absolutely think that that is the potential with this commission. And so the council, um, it is their directive to select those commissioners. I think they have um, the vision in mind of making sure that that represents a diversity of voices, that we have individuals that have been impacted by the criminal justice system, that we have individuals that have been advocates in our community, um, and that we have individuals that have experience, right? And so any experience in former law enforcement, um, firefighting, also welcome as applications. Um, those uh, youth over 18 that are qualified electors of the city, um, really anyone who has a passion, a connection, wants to serve the broader community, we are, we are looking for those type of applicants. So it really is a selection of those individuals, the dynamic with those individuals, and the dynamic between the commission and city staff, right, that really has the potential um, to go deeper, to ask tougher questions, for us to be able to pull those data reports that are useful um, and user-friendly and that are accessible um, to the public, and that we have dialogue that is 
important, that is valuable, um, and that community members show up, right? And, and so that opportunity for public comment, that opportunity for questions, um, the opportunity to weigh in on any of those agendized items is also going to be critically important to the success of the, of, of the commission moving forward. Um, but it is, you know, us being able to create the trust, the working relationships between the commission um, and city staff and leadership that will be critical um, to making sure, again, that we're meeting the broader community expectations for civilian oversight. Thank you so much once again, Barbara, for sharing insight into the new Civilian Oversight Commission. Uh, that concludes our interview. Thank you so much.